Welcome to episode four of What Happens After the podcast between myself, Bryce. And I'm Melissa. And we hope you've enjoyed our first couple of episodes. We've obviously had the intro one, which was episode number one. Mm -hmm. Then uh, episode number two was equally as good. I can't remember what was in it, but it was definitely a good It was one. all our bedroom antics. Yeah, that was it. Last week, we had my mum done on it, and that podcast has gone through the roof. <laughs> well, I think everybody liked your mum from the show because she was so brutally honest and she took you down. She was the roaster yeah. of the show, and she cleared a few things up last week, which was very nice to hear, and we still talk. We're still family. We'd just like to give a huge thank you to everybody that's listened to the podcast over the last three weeks. Your support's been fantastic, and even to the haters out there. Thank you. Yeah. The feedback is taken. It's definitely feedback. Positive, negative reviews, whatever you want to look at it as. Yeah, if you're going to leave a negative review, it actually increases the ratings. It so, helps us. Yeah, maybe so, you should know that first. We're oh, not no. here to promote our podcast and put up the charts, but boy, you're helping. You know what? If you don't like us, you don't actually need to listen. Hmm. If you don't like hearing my voice right now, you can turn it off. Oh, we've got a chirpy little chipmunk. Oh, Amongst us tonight, we've also got our best mate from the show where we met. We know him as Rats. You know him as Jason Engler. What up, car? Yes, I finally made it. You're on the podcast. This has been your dream since <laughs> you knew that we were doing this podcast a, a month or so ago. It's a dream come true, and um, you might get more negative remarks. <laughs> I've been through heartaches. I've been to heaven. I've done my best and my worst. Learned my lessons. So I think it's pretty important that we kind of start from the start of the relationship between the three of us, but I guess more so Jason and I, because as two men going on the TV show that we we're on, we met at the very start at the Bucks party. I'm going to take a back seat on this one, boys. No, you're, then. you're more than welcome to be involved in this one because no. I'm curious to get your viewpoint, Liz, from what you hear from what we say. Because no, no, I think I want to. I want to hear how this. This relation, I mean, friendship bromance. bloomed. Bromance. Yes. It's a bromance. <laughs> did start from the um, the very first night in the Bucks and you came in towards the end. So at this stage, I'd had a few drinks. It was the only night while from the TV show that I'd had a, a bit to drink. So I got to meet everyone coming individually. There were some dickheads on the show, which is no secret who they are. But there are also some nice blokes that I sort of instantly connected with. And there was two blokes possibly three that I got along with straight from the very get-go. All of us are still mates. We still speak. So I think at the Bucks, you, like I rocked up late. Um, that, that was probably by design because they probably knew I wasn't going to say too much. <laughs> <laughs> and you at the beginning because you'd say everything. Mm. Um, but I think you just gravitate to people who you would normally hang out with and normally associate with and people who, we, you know, who would normally be your mates. We pretty quickly segregated into those groups. Um, so it was me, you, James, pretty much, and Cameron. Um, and yeah, and still to this day, we're friends. But yeah, I mm. think going into that, we had no idea what the hell was happening. You just gravitate to someone who you think is comfortable, who you're comfortable with. And that was you three guys. Um, so, I mean, that stayed the course of the show. And that's how the bromance started. And I think the reason I gravitated to you, I think I've said this to you as well, that because I've got all family that are up on the Gold Coast and are in Queensland. I lived in Queensland for eight or nine years. People turn around and say to me, my mate's from Sydney where I grew up, say, oh, you're such a Queenslander. I'm not because I still go for the Blues in origin. But Weak. <laughs> at the same time too, as soon as I saw you come in the hallway and say g'day to a few boys before you met me. It was love I, at first sight. I, no, but it was just like, 
mate, this guy's a Queenslander. I can just tell straight away. And because all my because all my close mates that you've met already, mm. like Dimitri, for example, is from Rockhampton. You just you know the personality of a Queenslander. We're just good blokes, Liz. Come on. Not only that, but they're very different <laughs> to the rest of Australia. Everyone says that Queensland is the bogan. And everyone says that I'm a bogan. I'll take that. But honestly, it's not the worst trade to have. I think bogan can be defined as being very laid back. Don't think things too serious. No. And that's basically you and I in a nutshell. Yeah. I think that's why we got along so well. And we didn't spend too much time together on camera filming that Bucks night. It was more so after when the end of the night, we were all waiting for taxis for yeah. what felt like a whole night list. I kid you not. Mm. We were in full clues and you probably had something similar the night after filming your girls night. But... We were all sitting there. We weren't sitting. We were actually standing in a gutter. We were standing <laughs> As in classy gutter. as it sounds in Vaucluse. And there was myself, you and Sasa. And the three of us were just mucking around. And the producers were having a hard time keeping us all like, under wraps. Because we were like, you know what? We're all pumped. We've met the other blokes we're going to be doing yeah. the show with. Half of us get along. Half of us don't. This is what the show is all about. We couldn't exchange numbers. I didn't know that was a rule. No. That's when the big, oh, that's a big rule. We can't exchange no. numbers. No. It's like, to. no number swapping. We started to. Don't get on the Instagram <laughs> and all that sort of shit. And it's like, nah. I guess, does it come as a surprise to you, Liz, that we sort of got along straight from the get-go? No, not really. No. They're just You gravitate to people who you'd normally be mates with. We're very similar. How? Handsome, charming, attractive. All the above. But we're both... We're <laughs> They're all looks. Very late. <laughs> charming, charming. That's, that's, that's... Hey, learn from my mistakes in yeah, the show. Yeah, Don't yeah. talk about looks. Yeah. It doesn't end well for you. <laughs> <laughs> but at oh, the same time, yeah, too, cool. we've both got that laid-back personality. Like you can even tell just sitting here in this room recording this podcast. Well, it's we're pretty carefree about you, though. They wouldn't have seen the layback character. They saw the the person that was um, getting pushed and probed by producers and mm-hmm. the cast members. So that's that's who they see. They don't know you as like we are right now, and, and even Liz like she is right now. Like you got to know us very well off camera because look, I've made no secret that you obviously had some struggles in your relationship with your part on the show. And as did I, everybody, everyone had them, but there was certain times where you decided to sort of not latch onto us, but we welcomed you into our relationship to sort of not look after you, but obviously to help you kind of enjoy your time. And give you a breather, give you a bit of space. Yeah. Cause you wanted to go and vent about stuff and we didn't give a stuff if the cameras were there or not. We thought, Oh mate, you're just normal human beings here. Yeah. yeah. We're going to just help each other get through this experience because it's not an easy experience to get through. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the experience was the, the I've said it a few times, was the hardest thing I've ever done. And everyone's going to say, no, it's not. Well, it is. Mm. It was insane. There's no chance I would have lasted. It was on camera numerous times. You guys convinced me to, to you know, like, sorry. stay Sorry about much. that, mate. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. We were half no, told no, to say no, that. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, like, I needed someone, you know, like, and, and, and you two were like with people who would hang out with the normal world. And it's just like... So without that, I wouldn't have lasted. Any support that we felt like we had in that environment was basically coming from Jason. It was mm-hmm. not coming from anyone else. Well, yeah, we sure we got along with others on the show. Contrary to what everyone thinks. Yeah, we did get along with people, but I guess you form your true friendships that you know are going to last outside of a TV show. And we knew that we had that, which mm-hmm. is exactly why we hang out now. And- That's what I value the most. Like you see people, like I've seen a lot of even close mates from, from this show, like they will get out of the show and they're like, I think they're like some kind of magic celebrity and like, oh, look at me. I was filmed for 12 weeks. Yeah. Lame ass TV show. Like, whoop de doo please. You're the same bloody person. You're mm. not a bloody celebrity. So that shit really grinds my gears. And like, everyone's going to say, you're being biased or whatever. Well, no, because listen, Bryce are one of the only, there's a couple others were the only people that have stayed the same the whole way through. Mm. Everyone else has like changed. They would either change who they are when the camera's on 
or change who they are as soon as it finished. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's ridiculous to me. What the hell are you talking about? You're mm. just, how could you be bother faking that shit? A big question that Jason got asked on the show, not only from other participants on the show, but from the Australian public, Liz, mm-hmm. I think is, why did he remain friends with us, the controversial couple of the show? Particularly me. He, there was nothing in my eyes I thought he could hate you for because you were just the innocent victim that was attached to me in the relationship. But Liz was the doormat, supposedly. Exactly, there you go. That's exactly what I was going to say. Why would he want to be friends with a doormat, a boring, weak yeah. doormat? Yeah, boring, weak doormat and Australia's most hated man. That's why two doormats get along and still date. <laughs> we get along very well. Hey, there we go. We can start our own doormat line. Mm. We'll just put your face on it. Can I be on there somewhere? <laughs> Do you want to wipe your feet first? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, why did you stay friends with me on the experiment? Okay, so this has been said numerous times and no one is going to believe me to the extent that it happened, but what people saw of you two and what really happened is completely different. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not real life. So the reason why I stayed friends with Australia's most hated men in the doormat is because... <laughs> <laughs> is because I could see people and those close to me changing who they were and, like, just for a ridiculous TV show. Like, I mean, it was insane to me and, like... Mm. I could see you two were here for one reason only. Loyalty is a big thing to me. And I mean, even after that whole dinner party where Alana's, you know, said, you know, Jason said this, whatever, which I don't deny. Yeah, I did say that. Bryce was straight away. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. So loyalty is a big thing for me. And for for you to do that, that was massive for me. And the thing is, if someone's good to me, I'm good to them. You know, so that's why I stayed friends with you the whole time. And you're only Australia's most hated man because of the way they portrayed you. Mm. Okay. Mm. And you are allowed to form your own opinion. You are your own person. And you're allowed to be friends with whoever you want to be friends with. And you don't need to explain it to anybody. No, I don't. And I didn't. And the thing is, during the show... You guys left or whatever. There's arguments. There's so many arguments during the show. And there would be times where I'd be like, and you guys left. And I'd be like, why are you guys carrying on like this? Because how about this? You got about, say you got 15 people. I don't know how many are on the show. Mm. 99% of that, you guys go to an event, you're getting abused. You're mm. getting abused, bro. Yeah. You're getting abused non-stop. And everyone left and say, excuse me, if everyone done that to you, what would you do? I'd be throwing punches. Because mm. it was insane. That you can't do anything without getting abused. Like, that was ridiculous to me. I'd probably put a napkin over my head and never make it come off. But it was just like... <laughs> It was ridiculous to me what I was seeing happening to you two. It was like a herd mentality. And I found it weak that people on the show would jump into this herd. And like, I mean, those close to me did as well eventually. But it's just like, why are you doing this? Like, they're doing nothing wrong. And you'd get people who didn't even, weren't involved in it. And they'd be having a crack at you. It's like, what else would you do? Yeah. I would lose my shit. Especially when it was for four hours straight. Not the 90-minute dinner party that you see with the our get ready scenes and, you know, us getting into bed and talking about that night. The public weren't seeing was that four hours of sitting at that dinner table on some occasions where you, especially Bryce, you were getting absolutely barraged by Mm. everybody. But I think also in everyone else's defense on the show, they knew that they weren't leaving that dinner party until the show was on camera. Yeah. That's weak because I got hit up. I could hear up a few times to say stay stuff to 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 you know, Alana yeah. and whatnot. I said no, I'm not doing it. No, mm. I'm just not, I'm not doing it. Like stuff the drama. I don't care about it. Like mm. it's, that's ridiculous to me. And like there are times when like Bryce would he'd come into a dinner table, dinner party, whatever, and not say anything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they'd have yeah. they'd be having a crack at him for not saying anything. Oh, why aren't you saying anything? Yeah. Oh, you're changing who yes. you are. Yeah. What the hell? So then when he'd say, "That's right," I got accused of 
acting and being someone that I wasn't the night that I didn't say anything because I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go in here and be myself and just, you know what, I'll speak up when I have to get involved in conversations. But otherwise, I'm just going to come here and enjoy hanging out. And with, it was also me yeah. as well. I'd actually said to you, yeah. let's not get involved because you've seen what yeah. happens. You've been encouraged to get involved yeah. in the past. Let's not keep doing it. And that was actually me telling you what to do rather than what everyone has been saying contrary. You've always told me what yeah. to do. I was telling you what to do half the time going, don't do this and don't do that because you know what, you're a bit of a loose cannon and you don't think about what you say too often. Don't get me wrong. I more than often just (laughs) speak before I think. That's a trait of mine that has to change, even going yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah it but does. We need, we need yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am getting counselling. It's not for that, though, at the moment. <laughs> it's good to hear, I guess, your point of view, because there's multiple occasions where we all get told to go and do stuff. We're encouraged to go and do stuff. Mm. But it was even funny how Jason was getting getting dragged into it as well. Mm. Jace was being told, you know, you're Bryce's mate. You know, how can you stand by him and, and watch this happen? Yeah. There was occasions yeah. where Jace didn't support you in that moment for, you know, examples of what happened on the show for what you did Mm. that doesn't mean you write that person off as you mate as he said before with the comment that the conversation we had around the new year's eve situation where i did say that look hey if i'm single i'll be rocking up to new year's with you but i'll be there alone but i said hopefully Liz is with me because hopefully we're still together you know what i did not give a shit about that how did i know that i was going to still be with you and with that thing i don't know if they showed it tell me if they did because they didn't watch it Mm. they didn't I explained numerous times that, okay, so I did say that to Alana. So what happened to the pre- the next six weeks when I was like, Bryce is falling in love with Liz. What happened to that? Why wasn't that shown? Why wasn't that brought up? The the, the, the point was irrelevant. It was mute. It was not a thing. Like, okay, let's just forget the last six weeks and say Bryce is falling in love with Liz. No, no, let's just say this. What the hell? What's this ridiculous? But as someone that watched the show... That was one of the most awkward moments of watching individuals, because we obviously all knew each other from the filming process, watching it back on TV, now that the show's all wrapped up. But they were told to say stuff to me, and I'm not stupid. I knew that was the case. And that's why I didn't respond and say anything, because I was like, all they're looking for is a reaction out of me to make this dinner party or to make this commitment ceremony. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to give you anything out of my mouth so you can use it. So I'll just zip up. But he did give them the reaction a lot of the time. At the start, yeah. I did. Because, that water instant? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if I could have thrown a jug... I would have thrown a jug at him, not just a glass, because some people we deserve it. We don't condone violence. That's not violent, throwing a glass of water Pull at someone. Pull him in the line, Liz. No, Pull him in the line. Oh, you mean throw a jug of water? Yeah, a jug of oh, water. Oh, I thought you meant the jug. No, no, a oh. jug of water, more than the glass. <laughs> the funniest thing was with that whole situation, we can laugh about it now, was I barely got him. I got Sassler and Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing of the whole night. But uh, look, obviously there's been quite a few big talking points out of the show that we were all involved with. And um, one of them does come from you. Now, oh, it'd be, I guess, rude of us not to ask on behalf of people that are invested in the show that we're on and all of us now outside of it around a particular video that involved yourself, Johnny and Georgia. This video was, as far as I'm aware, and this is from what you've told me, was filmed a day after everyone moved out of the Sky Suites in Sydney Correct. to go back for Deliberations Week before Final Vows. Yes. There's no other way of describing it as a homophobic video. I've come out and said on other podcasts, I don't agree with what you've said. I guess this is where me being a loyal mate to you is also being an honest mate, where there's no doubt about it. You were blind drunk. You were absolutely shit-faced. I'd had a few, yes. You had had, had, had a few. Had a few you all had had a few. There's no, there's <laughs> no denying that. You had a few too many. At the same time, too, I guess we want to give you the chance, if you wanted to, clarify or put your version of events around the video because you have copped it. I have um, copped plenty, yes. But, I mean, a, a lot of that's been um, well-deserved, I guess. Obviously, the video is something I do regret and I have apologised. 
I do apologise again. It's something I should have done and I do regret to this day. Are you apologising to the public or are you apologising to Liam? Uh, apologising to Liam and don't really care um, the public. I don't owe them an apology, but yeah. I do apologise to mm. Liam. Um, yeah. Whether he accepts that or not is um, another thing. But I mean, I'd had too many drinks and I, and I ran my mouth like a dickhead. And mm. obviously I wish I didn't. And, you know, like, yeah, obviously I do apologise to Liam and trying to put that behind me, um, whether that happens or not, it's another thing. Mm-hmm. The centerpiece of that video, so mm. I'll, I'll cop it all on the chin. But I mean, there's been obviously plenty of stories that have been um, falsely made up about me following the show. I don't want to address them all because there's too many to to, to name. But mm. that's kind of disappointing that that people would go to those lengths to make, to make up stories about me. But in regards to the video, I do apologise. Um, I don't really like being, you know, known for that video, but I'm assuming the the double glasses and the hat backwards will be haunting me for many more years to come. So, well, we appreciate you coming on our podcast and apologising. I think Liam has said in the past that he would never accept your apology, and that's his prerogative. That's and fair enough. yeah, I mm. I don't see how I haven't been in Liam's shoes, so I couldn't I couldn't imagine what that would feel like. But uh, it's nice to hear you taking that accountability and that ownership and obviously not condoning what was said, Jace, and, you know, even with yourself, Bryce, not mm. condoning what happened on the show at the retreat or anything like that. And, look, I'll, I'll stuff up at some point as well. I think I cop grief on one of your posts, Jace, because I asked for a quads yeah, pick and apparently yeah, that yeah. looked like I was supporting yeah, that video, which yeah. is unbelievable. Absolutely and ridiculous. It's nice to see you boys learning from your mistakes. I think and- the biggest lesson learned out of all this is too is you've got to be very careful with social media. There's no secret that that came out through Instagram. Well, not just being careful with social media. Yeah. It, it shouldn't have been and said the, in the first yes, place the and things should have been, been done. Made. Correct. It was a talking point, like the whole domestic violence thing around us too. I would ask recently in an interview, sort of saying, "Oh, look, what do you that think of that comment?" That was ridiculous, by yeah. the way. I apologize. Yeah. What, it, it, Bryce is there's petitions going around saying Bryce is doing domestic violence. It's a goddamn TV show. Mm. What's it, am I going to watch Friends and say, "Oh, something's happening yeah. now"? I'm going to put it like, "What the hell?" That's At ridiculous. the same time, too, though, I can respect that it's been brought up now because I've got a different viewpoint on it. It's actually started a conversation in this country. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, too, a negative for us has kind of turned into a positive for the rest of the country to speak about domestic violence and relationships because it's kind of like a silent attacker. I agree. It is a positive that there is discussion. However, I don't think our relationship is necessarily... Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think what I would like, and this could be, you know, if, if people have feedback or even yeah. questions, this is a up. good opportunity to send it through to our email, whathappensafterpod at gmail.com because... I'm looking to be a little bit more educated on on the subject because I get DMs even now saying, how can you be with somebody that treats you Mm. like a domestic violence victim? And unfortunately, I am continuously defending our relationship. I don't see it being domestic violence at all because it is not. I would yeah. know what domestic violence is. I understand that there's different elements as in the physical and there's the emotional and financial, all of that. I know that there's different avenues that it can go down, but I have started doing my research to see where people are getting this information and watching bits and pieces of the show. I understand why elements of our relationship on TV mm. did appear that way, especially the emotional abuse. I understand that. But that was not our relationship. That was a TV episode. And our relationship, as it has always stood, 
has never been one of domestic violence. Bryce has never degraded me. He has never physically threatened me. He has never emotionally manipulated me. Contrary to what you've seen on TV, there were the comments made at the early stage, which, look, they weren't great, but I didn't take them the way it appeared. The way that I was continuously breaking down on TV wasn't because of those comments. It was edited. There were other things that I was getting upset about, which I'm not going to go into, but I'm more than happy to be educated, but I will not take comments that claim that my relationship is sick and twisted and degrading. So if you would like to give constructive feedback and you would like to educate our relationship, educate myself about domestic violence, I'm absolutely open to it because you're right, Bryce, it does start a conversation. Mm. And it's one that I'm happy to continue to have if it helps people. But I'm not going to say that I'm actually educated on the topic because I've never experienced it before. Yes, well done, Liz. Well said. Liz, with that, so you guys were like portrayed as a couple who you are and I was portrayed who I am on the show. So you know what disappoints me most about being on the show is that people who knew what really happened and that are now like not hanging out or associating with you guys and myself for the way that we were portrayed on the show and the way our public image is. Because it doesn't help their image. Because it doesn't help their image. Mm. That to me is unfathomable. It's just like, if you're a true friend of someone, you would be friends with them no matter what. Who cares what the public think? Well, I think all the Q&A questions that we had for Jason, he's answered himself. Yeah, so, my uh, You've done well. By the way, that's not racist. That's a greeting in South African. Yeah, one more thing. I uh, know yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> that was actually a, a okay. Q&A question. Okay. What is Machan? Okay, so one more thing um, that it's another lie that I know who's um, said that about me, but I won't name their name. So a thousand times a day, I will say, yeah, my chana or my chiki chana. So that is South African for mate, okay? The, the, it's my China, but when you hear a South African say it, which I work with plenty of them, they say China. So I've taken that as my own. I thing. say it all the time too. Yeah. It's not know, just you now. And the thing Ask Liz. And, and the thing is, everyone in that show heard it a million times and knew what it meant. For people in that show to then to come out and say, no, he is, he is like this. No, that's what it means, okay? Yeah. So everyone, that's what it means. I'm South African by heart. All right. Well, there you go. Straight from rat's mouth. By the way, that's your nickname. I'll not you. just a name I made up for the podcast. Yeah. Hey, before we end episode four of What Happens After, uh, you, of course, can send us... Email question anytime through what happens after pod at gmail.com. Did we get any questions this week? Yes, we have got one come through this week. Courtesy of Sally Bedford. Now, Sally is mentioned here. Yes, Sal. Uh, that <laughs> she's commented quite a few times on Instagram and she's really enjoying our podcast. Congrats to us both. Oh, thank you very much, Sally. Thanks, we do Sally. appreciate that. Sally's question is I'm wondering if the perception has changed towards you. Now that you have started the podcast and you are allowing viewers to gain a true insight into your relationship in a genuine and unedited light, I think you both sound extremely grounded, thoughtful, and most certainly compliment each other. You are by far the most genuine couple on the show, and I dare say you will be the couple that does stand the test of time. I hope so anyway. P.S. Bryce, loved your mum. She's a legend. <laughs> so, uh... First of all, I guess thanks, thanks Sally. Sally. That was a, a nice question and compliment in all in one. Um, do you want to go first? No, after you. I think people aren't allowing the perception to change of us. There's a certain minority of media that are still encouraging this hateful opinion of us. And that's their prerogative. It, it speaks more about them as what they're as an organization or a media outlet or as individuals more mm-hmm. so. 
but I actually have found a lot through my Instagram that a lot of people, and even on the streets too, we've copped it up on the Gold Coast when we're up here, even back in Melbourne where we live, that a lot of people come up to us in the street and they're like, you know what? We actually really like you guys and what we've heard in a podcast, what we see online. It's totally different to what we've seen on that TV show. Yeah. And I think that's a big compliment to us because we're just being ourselves. You actually had someone approach you yesterday when we were out for lunch. Yeah. He came up to me, this guy, right? You'll like this, rats. He goes to me, he goes, Bryce, I'll be honest with you. And this is around yourself, my two grandparents, <laughs> and my mum and dad at a birthday lunch for my pop and during he was, 81. He's probably late 50s, early 60s. Oh, I reckon, without sounding rude, late 60s. Yeah. Maybe okay. 70. He came up to me and he tapped me on the shoulder. He goes, hey, Bryce. I'm like, hey, mate. And here I'm just enjoying a bit of garlic bread and a Coke. And As he's, you do. And he goes, oh, I'll be honest with you. When I was watching the show, I thought you were a dickhead. Towards the end of it, I could see that you're actually just a genuine person and that you were really there for this. And I said, oh, thanks, mate. And he goes, I don't think you're a dickhead anymore. And I said, oh, well, thank you. I, I appreciate those words. And it's not me going around saying, hey, mate, can you come and tell me that I'm not a dickhead anymore? Because there are still people that are always going to think that. And that's fine. I, I don't care. Honestly, you guys know me better than anyone. I don't give a shit what people think of me. I feel like yeah. the sentiment towards you changed towards the end in the public eye because I didn't watch the show, but I read a lot of the mm. comments. Um, and then I feel like towards the end of the series that people started to see what I'd been seeing the whole time, that he was just being, I don't want to use the word bully, but I am. Like you were mm. being like bullied the whole time. Well, it was I feel, that. I feel, like, yeah. I feel like at the end of the show, some people started to see that and see, see stuff through my eyes. I mean, you tell, tell me if that wasn't shown yeah. right, but I mean, I feel like that's what happened. I feel like the big turning point for me, and I've had this said to me numerous times, was that scene when I broke down on the bed when we didn't go to that last dinner party. and Not fake crying either. No, so I've been times. accused of fake crying by, that again, a, a certain a part times. of the media. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was, that was hard for us to watch back at home. Oh, it was hard to experience. Did you guys that cry? In the Did you guys cry? I, I didn't watch it. I knew it Didn't was watch coming that one. No. So I'd sort of prep myself mentally, and I was like, "I know it's coming this episode," and I was more intrigued to see how they were going to put it together because I thought if they shape this any way possible, the next day I do interviews, I'm literally going to go to town. And at least I gave it some sort of credit to what actually happened. It wasn't fake tears. It was just a genuine broken man on that bed, and yeah. I was in tears, and I was saying, "Get me home. I want to go home." That is because I'd had enough of copying. You can use the word bullying, that behavior, the constant attacks, not only from the cast, but outside the cast as well, the people that were running the show. I was so sick and tired of it. I thought it was just, it was past the point of being there to film a TV show. I remember it was like maybe week four, they didn't show it from what I've been told, was that I said that to everyone. I said, what the hell are you going to, I mean, I felt the exact same thing. There's no chance it would have lasted that long. Absolutely Mm. not. I don't think anyone would have. I think they knew throughout the whole audition process, it was going to take a lot to break me down. But I always think their goal was to break me down. And they got it. And it was on camera. So it's great for their ratings. But uh, Liz, I guess it's for you to answer the question, do you think the perception has changed towards you now that the shows are done and we've got the podcast going and we've got social media back? I actually don't think so. I think if people have liked me, whether it was at the beginning or at the end, uh, I think most people have probably kept that perception. Mm. So Liz, do you still think that you are the doormat? Oh, I definitely see the comments still coming through. It's doormat, weak, and uh, whatever other derogatory, inflammatory comments that people like to put on my Instagram. But I was never weak and I was never a doormat. In the beginning of our relationship, I was still trying to find my feet. 
understand Bryce and his personality and also try to understand what being in a relationship was like. So I wasn't weak. I was just Mm. in a completely, I was in new territory. Yeah. Uh, I've always been single and on my own. So no, I won't agree that um, I was anything but myself and I'm a strong, very independent person and adjusting to life with a partner and you still are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gosh, you snore a lot. But I've got a big nose list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no other yeah. way around. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from how hurtful those comments are and people still write them even now, you know, even this minute they're still sending those comments through. So it's still hurtful. I can't fathom how someone like Liz can cop the abuse that she does. Like I mean, me, fair enough, I stuffed mm. up. You, you're Australia's most hated man, and you're a dickhead. But someone like Liz, like, I mean, when I, I, she met a friend of mine on the weekend and she's, you know, she thought she was the most loveliest person ever, which mm. she is. She's, I mean... Oh, her, I think she is. That's why. For a relationship. But for Liz to cop this abuse, everyone's going to say, oh, he's being biased. For her to cop this abuse, she's done nothing wrong. Hmm, people are saying that I'm, you know, taking women back 100 years because that's I'm ridiculous. supporting oh, domestic violence that's and I'm, I'm not standing up for women. And I'm, I, I'm all for women and I'm all for empowerment and everything like that. But I don't, you know, I, I, I do, do and deal with things differently. So... You know, if you want to hate on me, that's fine. But I honestly still to this day do not understand why you feel the need to get online, go onto somebody's profile, Facebook, Instagram, and feel the need to write a disgusting, nasty, hurtful, death threat, whatever. Mm. Any of those comments, I don't know how you were raised. I do not understand you and I never will because my mother taught me if you've got Nothing nice to say. Don't say it all. Talk about my talk about me behind my back like a normal person. Go to your friend's house, you know, after work and talk about me and put me down all you want. But why get online and write disgusting comments? Before we end this episode, oh. I just had a thought come to me. Oh, God. And look, I'll, I'll, before <laughs> I say this. Liz, what's he doing? Before oh. I say this, though, a lot of comments that you get, and all I get on mine is about your cheek. Can we please just clear this up once oh, and for all? Yeah, because there's so many you. stupid comments that yeah, come up about Yeah, because I still it. haven't gone and done an Instagram live yet because I'm still, no. I still not ready for it yet. No, I don't, think, yeah, but yeah, don't do it. My cheek. I did not have filler. I have not had plastic surgery and it's not plastic surgery gone wrong. So if you've said that, you're dick a piece head, of crap. Dick piece head. of shit. You're yep. My cheek is from when I was one and a half. I was running and fell and smashed my face on a glass coffee table and all of the ligaments and muscle in my cheek actually died. And that's why I have a, Something. you know, a, a cheek, mm. a, a, a bigger dimple, you permanent could say. Permanent nerve damage, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, I had permanent ligament damage. So mm. that's why my face is not symmetrical. A woman's face does not need to be symmetrical, just putting it out there. No, I have not had plastic surgery or fillers in my cheek. I had an accident when I was a child. Move on. And that should end... Amen. Episode four <laughs> of What Happens After. A big thank you to Jason Ratdog Engler. Thank for joining us on this episode. Thanks, thank, Jace. Thank you, everyone. Love you all. Love and uh, no doubt uh, you'll be seeing more of him. You can follow Jason on his Instagram. No. Nope. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> we're we not, we're not getting our reality TV show, Brass, but I think you and Jace could do well on a radio show. Uh, or maybe your own podcast. I'll get ready. Good morning, Brisbane. Uh, I'm finding you co-host. And we will see you again next week for episode five of What Happens After. Bye. Hey, it's Liz. If you ever wanted to ask me a question about myself, Bryce 
us as a couple or you'd like me to discuss a topic of your choice, you can email us at whathappensafterpod at gmail.com and hopefully I can answer it next time on our podcast.